the Passion of Our Lord Jesus Christ. It's customary on Palm Sunday to listen to the Passion story. I'm reading Matthew's account from a translation by the Jesuit scholar Nicholas King. Then one of the twelve, the one called Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and said, What are you willing to give me? And I'll hand him over to you. They settled on thirty silver coins, and from that moment he was looking for the best opportunity to hand him over. On the first day of unleavened bread, the disciples approached Jesus and said, Where do you want us to prepare for you to eat the Passover? He said, Go into the city to so-and-so and tell him, The teacher says, My time is near. It is at your place that I am having Passover with my disciples. And the disciples did as Jesus had directed them, and they prepared the Passover. When it was evening, he lay down to eat with the twelve. As they were eating, he said, Amen, I tell you, one of you will betray me. They got very sad, and each of them started saying to him, It's not me, is it, Lord? He answered, The one who dips his hand with me in the dish, that is the one who will betray me. The Son of Man is going just as it was written about him. But woe to the person through whom the Son of Man is being betrayed. It would have been better for that person if he had not been born. Judas, the one who was in the process of betraying him, said to him, It's not me, is it, Rabbi? Jesus says to him, It is you who have said it. As they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed and broke and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body. And he took a cup and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. For this is my blood of the covenant which is poured out for the forgiveness of sins. I'm telling you, from now on, I shan't drink from this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in the kingdom of my Father. And they sang a hymn and went out to the mountain of olives. Then Jesus says to them, You will all be caused to stumble because of me tonight. For it is written, I shall strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I have been raised, I shall go before you into Galilee. Peter answered him, even if they are all made to stumble, me, never will I be made to stumble. Jesus said to him, Amen, I'm telling you, tonight before the cock crows, you'll deny me three times. Peter says to him, even if I'm required to die with you, no way will I deny you. And all the disciples spoke in a similar vein. Then Jesus came with them to a place called Gethsemane, and he says to his disciples, sit here while I go there and pray. And he took along Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be sad and to be distressed. And he says to them, my soul is very sad, even to the point of death. 
stay here and stay awake with me. And he went a little further and fell on his face, praying, My father, if it is possible, let this cup pass me by. Nevertheless, don't let it be in accordance with what I want, but with what you want. And he comes to the disciples and finds them sleeping. And he says to Peter, So you weren't even strong enough to stay awake with me for a single hour. Stay awake and pray that you may not enter into temptation. The spirit is eager, but the flesh is weak. Again, he went off for a second time and prayed, Father, if it is not possible for this cup to pass by unless I drink it, may your will be done. Again, he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were heavy with sleep. And he left them again, and went off and prayed for a third time, again saying the same prayer. Then he comes to his disciples and says, Go on sleeping now and have a rest. Look, the hour has come near, and the Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of sinners. Up you get. Let's go. Look, my betrayer has come near. And while he was still speaking, look, Jesus, one of the twelve, came, and with him a huge crowd with swords and clubs from the chief priests and elders of the people. The one who was betraying him had given them a signal. The one I kiss is the one. Arrest him. And immediately he approached Jesus and said, Hello, Rabbi, and kissed him. Jesus said to him, My friend, do what you are here for. Then they approached and laid hands on Jesus and arrested him. And look, one of those who stretched out, who was with Jesus, stretched out his hand and drew his sword and struck the high priest's slave, cutting off his ear. Then Jesus says to him, Return your sword to its place. All those who take the sword will die by the sword. Or do you think I'm unable to call on my father and he'll give me more than twelve legions of angels? But how then are the scriptures to be fulfilled that say it must happen this way? At that hour Jesus said to the crowds, You came out to arrest me with swords and clubs, just as if I was a bandit. I used to sit teaching in the temple every day and you didn't arrest me. But all this happened so that the prophet's scriptures might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples abandoned him. And fled. Those who had arrested Jesus took him to the house of Caiaphas, the high priest, where the scribes and chief priests had gathered. Peter followed him from a distance as far as the high priest's courtyard. He went in and sat down with the servants to see what the end would be. The chief priests and the whole Sanhedrin were looking for false evidence against Jesus in order to put him to death. But they couldn't find any, even though many false witnesses came forward. Later on, two approached and said, This man said, I can destroy the temple of God and in three days rebuild it. And the high priest rose up and said to him, Do you have no answer? What is it that these men are testifying against you? Jesus was silent 
And the high priest said to him, I adjure you by the living God, that you tell us if you are the Messiah, the Son of God. Jesus says to him, You have said so, but I am telling you, from now on you will see the Son of Man seated on the right hand of power and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his garment, saying, He is blasphemed. What need do we have of any more witnesses? Look, you've heard the blasphemy now. What do you think? They answered, He deserves death. Then they spat on his face and struck him. And some of them slapped him, saying, Prophesy to us, Messiah, who was it that hit you? Meanwhile, Peter was sitting outside in the courtyard. And a little slave girl approached him and said, You were also with the Gal Jesus the Galilean. He denied it before them all, saying, I've no idea what you're talking about. He went out to the entrance, and another slave girl saw him and said to the people who were there, This man was with Jesus the Nazarene. And again he denied it with an oath. I don't know the man. A little while later, the bystanders approached and said to Peter, You're certainly one of them, for in fact your accent shows you up. Then he began cursing and swearing, I don't know the man. And immediately a cock crowed. And Peter remembered Jesus' words. He had said, Before the cock crows you will deny me three times. And he went out and wept bitterly. In the early morning, all the chief priests and elders of the people took counsel against Jesus, so as to put him to death. And they tied him up and led him off and handed him over to Pilate, the governor. Then Judas, Judas his betrayer, seeing that he had been condemned, had a change of heart and returned the 30 silver pieces to the chief priests and elders, saying, I have sinned in betraying innocent blood. But they said, what is that to us? That's your problem. And he flung the silver pieces into the temple and departed and went off and hanged himself. The chief priest took the silver pieces and said, it is not permitted to put it into the temple treasury since it is the price of blood. So they took counsel. And with the money they brought, they bought the potter's field as a burial ground for foreigners. That is why that field is called Bloodfield to the present day. Then the word was fulfilled that was spoken through Jeremiah the prophet. And they took 30 pieces of silver, the price of the one who had been priced, whom they priced from among the children of Israel. And they gave it for the potter's field as the Lord had ordered me. Meanwhile, Jesus stood before the governor, and the governor interrogated him. Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus said, you say so. And while he was being accused by the chief priests and elders, he made no reply. Then Pilate says to him, don't you hear how much evidence they're bringing against you? And he didn't reply to him, not even to a single charge which left the governor quite dumbfounded. Now at the feast, the governor was accustomed to free a prisoner for the crowd 
anyone they wanted. At that time, they had a notorious prisoner called Barabbas. So when they were gathered, Pilate said to them, Who do you want me to set free for you, Barabbas, or Jesus known as Messiah? For he was well aware that envy had led them to hand him over. As he sat on his judgment seat, his wife sent to him, saying, Have nothing to do with that righteous person, for I have suffered a great deal in a dream today on his account. The chief priests and the elders worked on the crowds to ask for Barabbas and to kill Jesus. The governor said, Which of the two shall I release for you? They said, Barabbas. Pilate said, So what shall I do with Jesus called Messiah? They all say, Let him be crucified. He said, Why? What evil has he done? They yelled louder than ever, Let him be crucified. When Pilate saw that he was doing no good, but that actually a riot was imminent, he took water and washed his hands in the presence of the crowd, saying, I'm innocent of this murder. It's your problem. And the whole people replied, His blood on ourselves and on our children. Then he released Barabbas, but he whipped Jesus and handed him over to be crucified. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the praetorium and they gathered the whole court cohort round him. They undressed him and put a scarlet cloak on him and they plaited a crown of thorns and put it on his head and a reed in his right hand. Then they genuflected before him and had fun with him saying, Hail, King of the Jews! And they spat on him and took the reed and beat him on his head. And when they'd had their fun with him, they took the scarlet cloak off him and took him out to crucify him. As they went out, they found a Cyrenian man called Simon, and they conscripted this fellow to carry his cross. And they came to a place called Golgotha, which means skull place. They gave him a drink of wine mixed with gall. When he tasted it, he refused to drink it. They crucified him, dividing his garments and casting lots. And they sat down and kept watch on him there. And above his head they put the indictment against him. This is Jesus, the King of the Jews. Then two bandits were crucified with him, one on the right and one on the left. The passers-by abused him and shook their heads and said, You are the one who destroys the temple and rebuilds it in three days. Save yourself if you are the Son of God and come down from the cross. Similarly, the chief priests had fun with the scribes and elders and said, He saved others. He can't save himself. He's the king of Israel. Let him come down from the cross now and we'll believe in him. He trusted in God. Let God deliver him now if he wants him, because he said, I am the son of God. Similarly, the bandits who had been crucified with him reviled him. From midday, darkness came on all the earth until three o'clock. 
and at about three o'clock, Jesus shouted out in a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, lema sabachthani, that is, my God, my God, why did you abandon me? Some of the bystanders, when they heard it, said, This one's calling for Elijah. And immediately one of them ran and took a sponge and filled it with vinegar, put it on a reed and gave it to him to drink. Others said, Leave him alone. Let's see if Elijah comes to save him. Jesus agreed cried out in a loud voice and gave up the spirit. And look, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom and the earth quaked and the rocks were split and the tombs were opened and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised and they came out of the tombs after his resurrection and entered the holy city and appeared to many. The centurion and those who were watching Jesus with him saw the earthquake and the things that had happened and they were very afraid saying truly this man was son of God. There were many women looking on from a distance. They had followed Jesus from Galilee looking after him. Among them were Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Jacob and Joseph, and the mother of the sons of Zebedee. When evening arrived, there, were, there came a wealthy man from Arimathea. Joseph was his name, who was himself disciple to Jesus. He came to Pilate and asked for Jesus' body. Pilate ordered it to be given to him. He took the body of Jesus and wrapped it in a clean linen cloth and put it in his new tomb, which he had had carved in the rock. And he rolled a big stone to the door of the tomb and went off. Mary Magdalene was there and the other Mary sitting in front of the grave. The next day, which was after the preparation day, the chief priests and Pharisees gathered together to Pilate and said, Lord, we have remembered that this impostor said while he was alive, I am being raised after three days. So order the grave to be made secure until the third day. We don't want his disciples to come and steal him and tell the people he's being raised from the dead, because then the impostor will be worse than the first. Pilate said to them, you have a guard. Go and secure it as you know how. Then they went off and secured the tomb with the guard. The Passion of our Lord Jesus Christ. 